0: First time in a long time But back like I, I never left
1: Taking these things as it comes You know me, I right? don't read the head Watch we burn, burn down everything BBE on the TV set When I'm in control on the road You can never really know what's up next
2: Hello Hello, hello, hello Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next PostWrestling.com Patreon.com slash Up Next YouTube.com slash Up Next Where we are live right now after Takeover Portland has just aired, we're on our YouTube, as uh, we're live every Wednesday night.
1: We are indeed, and we are also live right now on the Hot Mic app. Yes. So, every Wednesday night, we are going live after NXT. Yeah. Um, every Takeover, we're going live. Um, and you can join us on both Hot Mic and YouTube.com. Uh, we're trying both out at the moment. We're seeing kind of which ones uh, we prefer and yeah. which ones you prefer. So, give us a go. Both are absolutely free, so com on your app store. Yeah. And search for Up Next. And wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, absolutely. Like That's our bread and butter. Some people do the Spotify thing. Spotify thing,
2: yeah. Shout out the people. Shout out people who listen on the Spotify at work, because you got the desk, the Spotify on the PC, desktop, whatever. Or shout out the people who do the classic download, listen in your car on the way to work. Because I know there's those people who are like, you guys saved my commutes. So shout out those people too.
1: Absolutely. And everyone else,
2: obviously. But... Uh, we're here to talk about NXT because we're your NXT friends.
0: Friends! friends.
2: Uh, so every Wednesday night we do the NXT TV show live on USA and we, like we said we go live but this is the podcast form as well. But tonight is what we've been building towards for for weeks. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Right? How, how was it? Oh, well it was like tonight. It was rebel heartbreaking. Oh no. That's what it was. Really? No, actually I had a good Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah, I had about you. You had big plans with your girlfriend.
1: Yeah, I um we my girlfriend Cat Sidded recently. Yeah. Um Cat Sidded, Cat Sat. Cat Sat. Kat sat, Kat sat, Kat sat yep. Um and uh got given a $100 gift voucher for okay. a, a restaurant called El Catrin in yeah. the Distillery District in Toronto. It's a very nice fancy uh, Mexican restaurant. Because you came home with like a million tacos. Yes. Yeah. And then I won at work. They were doing uh, a promotion, the Jurassic platter to celebrate dun, the dun, the Raptors. Dun, 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 oh, are you? Are you? Are you I'm winding me you off? You're playing me off. <laughs> um, so I sold the most of these Jurassic platters. So won a hundred dollar wow. Visa card. So we had two hundred dollars to spend. Blessed. So we just went to El Katrin and we said, hey. If, we're, if we like the look of something, let's just order it. Right. So we ordered everything. You came back, back with much. a lot of tacos. And we had a little bit of it and then we asked the server, it was like, hey, can we get this all to go, please? Oh. And she's like, oh no, what's wrong? It's like, nothing, we're having this tomorrow. Took it for tacos, told her don't even plate it. And uh, then yeah. we went to a bar called Duke's Refreshers okay. on front. It's where the old Jack Astor's used to be on front. Yeah. It's awesome. They've put a load of uh, arcade games. They've got like the the boxing glove yeah. thing. They've, they've even got a mini basketball court in there. Uh, it's really cool. So we played a Sounds bit of pinball right. yeah. and played some table tennis and stuff. And then, uh, well, cause Valentine's was on Friday night. Mm.
2: Saturday night should have been the takeover. Yes. Yeah. This is the first rare Sunday takeover, right? Well, did anyone just go prepare for Saturday night and then realize like, like you, you weren't ready for the takeover. I wonder.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I work such weird hours that I never know what the day is anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't really affect me too much. Um, I imagine they're going to do these individual takeovers on Sundays, and then when it's obviously your WrestleMania week or whatever, Saturday. move it back to Saturday. Because um, I,
2: I liked having a Saturday where I could go out. I celebrated my Valentine's Day by popping a lot of the bubbly. That's right. the other show. That's the other show That's on Wednesday nights show. that we also review on our Patreon. But I had a lot of bit of the, a little bit of the bubbly. So real champagne is actually from France like it has to be considered It's got to be
1: from champagne it's yeah. got to be from the yeah the town of okay. champagne because I don't
2: remember the name of the stuff I had but like It was real champagne it, yeah it was some good shit so it was it was blessed it was awesome uh so uh I'm kind of surviving i was doing a lot better than i thought i was cuz champagne gives you the it's the head its yeah, those bubbles go what's to the going head going on yeah that's going on in my head right now so i survived drank some coffee watched some
1: uh takeover portland and, yeah. So, a few things were different about this takeover. Okay. Um, it was, A, as you mentioned, on a Sunday, mm-hmm. not a Saturday. The Lord's Day. Um the Sabbath. Secondly, it uh, had six matches on the card rather than five. Right. Um, it ran the uh, Northwest region. I think they said that was the first time NXT has been in that region. Portland. Portland. Oregon. Um, but even that whole area, I don't believe they've done anything up there um and it ran for three hours three hours mm. five minutes one of the longest takeovers true um how did you feel about the the extra match and the the length because one of the positives people often say is uh, takeovers are so snappy it's just like yeah. five solid matches and you're done within like two and a half hours uh, did it bother you at all mm. that it was a bit longer this time? Or? No, I don't no? think it did. I think three hours was fine. I think it was fine. I don't want it to push any further exactly. than that, really. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe it came down at 10.05, so it was pretty much three hours, five minutes. Okay. They didn't do any pre-show matches like they did at the last eight. That's fine. Which I was fine with. It was just half an hour. You had Mansoor out there and... Uh, Sam Roberts playing Boo Yeah. There was a bit of Yeah Yeah Boo Yeah. People hate Sam Roberts yeah. apparently. Uh, Mansoor looked great out there though. Oh, he's I, the best. I think he's uh, someone who could go far within the company. You've been supporting him. For I think he's fantastic. The past few years, yeah, on NXT absolutely. TV. Uh, um, he's the one to who should beat the fiend in Saudi <laughs> mania one day um well Goldberg's doing that no Goldberg oh maybe, f- maybe. what do you
2: mean it's Goldberg Brock and mania baby come uh, on oh that would be good Goldberg Brock <laughs> yeah why not oh wait Goldberg Gold- Roman sorry it? Goldberg Roman yeah sorry. I'd like that
1: Goldberg Roman I dig that yeah um yeah so I wouldn't want them to push it anymore I think every match still got a good amount of time yeah uh, nothing really felt short changed I didn't think
2: yeah nothing felt rushed even yeah no you're, you're absolutely right it felt fine because um, usually it's two and a half this one it, it flowed pretty fast it flowed mm. really good and I still felt the matches got the time they deserved so that's why it went to three hours so instead of making it two and a half and the matches get cut right. The shorter right you know so yeah no I thought this was a fantastic takeover takeover buzzsaw
1: takeover, takeover chainsaw? Over buzz- chainsaw I don't
2: know because <laughs> we wondered why when they first announced this we wondered why this was the logo and uh, we said hey do anyone listen from Portland or that area why is this a thing and people were like yeah it's like a, the lodging and wood industry and all that stuff they so. said it's
1: yeah it's all that and it's all it's pretty much yeah log like what's it woodwork like yeah. chopping down trees and shit making paper um, craft beer and nice. strip clubs Oh, in Portland, Oregon. So yeah. Whoa. So maybe it should have been. A, oh, that's a why
2: there's like the the like the Drake song. There's a Drake song called Portland. Maybe they love Portland because right. of that. I I could assume. Uh, interesting. Well, we should go there sometime.
1: Well, yeah. I think this is a crowd they should definitely run again. We had SmackDown in Vancouver on Friday, w- who sounded great because I believe it was twenty years. Oh, when they last man. played Vancouver. There used to be
2: this guy with this sign, like every WrestleMania, who said, Vancouver for WrestleMania. And like you would show it for years in a row. And like uh, they never
1: done but it. But that's crazy. A city like Vancouver hasn't even had a Raw or a SmackDown in wow. 20 years. Crazy. I guess they're close to Seattle, which they run a lot. But sure. that's, that's madness. So the crowd was fantastic Friday at SmackDown. And tonight, I thought in Portland, they're obviously a starved crowd for WWE because they were so hot for all these matches yeah tonight. definitely the crowd definitely w- wanted this
2: it, it was the same thing when they did a takeover toronto here years ago the first one. Oh yeah with gargano champa versus di uh versus revival like they had we haven't got wrestling in so long and the promo video in that for that intro was like yo there's history in the city and we kind of haven't been here in a while so yeah. sorry
1: and then we let ourselves down at the last takeover
2: <laughs> yeah a little bit uh, so yeah, the, I definitely see them going back to Portland because uh, that's what the commentary kept saying all night here um, on this show. Um, I guess we should just kind of go into this show. Absolutely, that's how we should do it here. Um, so before in the pre-show, if you do want to talk about it, you mentioned Mansoor and Sam Roberts. The waits also are here.
1: They managed sh- to get to Portland.
2: Uh, all I could picture is. Uh, Triple H on his private jet finding Matt Riddle <laughs> and Pete Dunn, and then he's doing his best Harrison Ford. Get off my plane! It,
1: it's it's more going to be. What's that smell? Yeah. What's that <laughs> smell
2: happening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Triple H. Oh, Triple H is uh, like d- drug free, pe- drink free. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't do any. He doesn't party in that. No. He's, he get he parties in business.
1: <laughs> he's he's like the scrump of the uh, of the clique, isn't he?
2: yeah scrump like, is triple h whoa is that's the a, triple oh, h- he doesn't like that i can tell you that <laughs> <laughs> but he is he's the dd yeah yeah he drove us around in chicago yeah it was great yeah. <laughs> um seems to have a solid <laughs> head on his shoulders as well yeah yeah, yeah exactly scrump is triple h <laughs> yeah not nice. quite the nose on scrump though <laughs> <laughs> um so the broserweights have landed and they're we got some flack for kind of dissing their promos last week on nxt on last week's show but It it was funny. Some of it was funny. But even, like, tonight in their opening, in their match, some of it was, like, a little now forced, it seems.
1: I mean, that's always been the the WWE way, isn't it? Um, Like, the Fandango effect. Exactly. That Fandango theme went, like, got crazy popular. It started charting on iTunes. Yeah. And then, like, a month later, WWE, uh, like, flogging a dead horse. Yeah, exactly. um, And... I don't know. I don't, I don't think they've got to that point yet with it, but it could definitely happen. Yeah. But we'll get to that match later on.
2: Um, we see Poppy start the show. Hi, it's Poppy. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on uh, Poppy? I like Poppy. You like Poppy? Yeah, she's it, cool. It's, this song sounds like a straight kind of rip of uh, Down With The Sickness or something, Disturbed-ish. But to me, um, this band is interesting because it's like just a rock band that hired like this girl to like be their lead singer to like it's like a pet project an art project kind of thing mm. so they're trying to like get over is that um the, the they she's kind of dressed like uh Mr. Sinister from X-Men or like uh just right. Angelina Jolie in the the Mistress Dark Mistress you know the Disney movie no. Oh
1: what Maleficent Yeah yeah right. yeah she okay, was yes. rocking
2: like that um, but interesting song I I, I miss I, I like the song choices in NXT rather than, than the like WWE yeah me like, too like main ones right although the Wrestlemania Hollywood that's next year mm. is using The Weekend Blinding Lights
1: they've right. already announced that yeah
2: and the trailers and all the commercials it's the theme song for it so they, you're gonna well, hear what's it
1: what's the theme this year
2: oh yeah what is the theme this year
1: <laughs> TakeOver I feel 10. last year didn't really have
2: a I mean, and wasn't I, last year Maroon 5 or something like that Yeah, I'm happy that you don't get bumped over the head with them. You can just reuse old ones. Just use my (laughs) way. All WrestleMania's just use my way. That's what we'd agree on. Poppy plays out, and we have our opening match here. The North American Championship is on the line. Dominic Dijakovic facing off against Keith Lee, the champion. This is uh, what we like to call Big Lads Wrestling.
1: Big Lads Wrestling! Big Lads
2: Wrestling, indeed, here. We see the video from Mark Henry that aired last week on NXT where he's like, big lads wrestling. Essentially, he says, these are big guys. These guys are going to fuck it up.
1: I remember when (laughs) I was doing Avalanche Spanish Flies with the big show back in the day.
2: (laughs) It's like, remember when Giant Gonzalez did a corkscrew moonsault? (laughs) Remember that?
1: Yeah, that's what he says.
2: This is what they do. Somebody go and get your head wig split. So, big lads wrestling here. Um, Early, this match starts off. Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic. There's a fast Like, Hurricane Rana from Lee, just like nothing. Like, this guy is huge. Yeah, 305 Live, as they call him. um, Hits this thing. Dijakovic then gets back in and runs for, like, the Fosbury flop type move. But he gets caught by Keith Lee, who then tries to, like, powerbomb him. But then Keith, uh, Keith Lee gets suplexed onto the apron from Dominic Dijakovic. They're back in the ring, and they're striking each other with, like, Hard, they're huge. Like, they're just slugging each other. Um, There's a huge German, and Dijakovic goes, like, all the way over, like, Kurt Angle style. Keith Lee doesn't even, like, bend backwards. He just throws him. Yeah, he's still still
1: standing after he's delivered this. Yeah,
2: he doesn't even, like, bend that way. He just throws him, and Dijakovic does the full, like, rotation. Classic Kurt Angle style. But this guy's, like, huge, so it's crazy. Um, Dijakovic, like, um, gets Keith Lee knocked down and goes to the up top. And I joked about Giant Gonzalez in a move he could never do. Dominic Dijakovic kicks a
1: fucking corkscrew moonsault. It's funny. So we were watching this together. And as he's going to the top, you sighed and went, oh, he never hits this move. and Thinking he's going for the moonsault. He never hit the moonsault. He didn't hit the moonsault. He
2: hit the corkscrew moonsault. This was insane. Looked awesome. He hit it perfectly. But Keith Lee kicks out. Keith Lee then... Hulk's up, and they go back and forth. It's a stalemate. They're, they're blocking each other's moves. There's lariats, there's clotheslines, whatever you want to call them, um, as long as JR doesn't call them sling blades. Um, <laughs> they go up top, and there's a DVD off the top where Dominic Dijakovic hits this on key.
1: This was scary. There's, there's something about um, both these guys. I, I think it's more so Dijakovic, where it's... I don't want to use the word sloppy, but it's, it's not pretty. It's impressive, but it's not he's pretty. Just it kind of reminds me of uh, when Cena will pull out a Hurakarana or <laughs> a move he doesn't normally do. Do you know what I mean? Sure, sure. And because he he hits this DVD, and your kind of heart is in your mouth whenever he's hitting these big moves because there are slight wobbles and all that, which normally I I wouldn't like, but it just adds to the excitement, and you kind of believe that this is a big dude thinking. Ugh, how am I going to beat this guy? All right, I guess I'll just hit hit a DVD off the top. (laughs) Why wouldn't I don't know. Why wouldn't you? So it doesn't look pretty, but it's definitely effective.
2: Well, he kicks out of it, because why not? So he then hits the pounce to Dijakovic, sending him flying into the turnbuckles, his head bouncing. There's a whole outside chop battle where Dijakovic starts chopping Keith Lee. Keith Lee starts chopping the shit out of Dijakovic. Keith Lee then sits Dijakovic in a chair... And chops him so loud he gets the whole entire arena to to shh to quiet down, and then chops him and chops him and it's just it's
1: so crazy. The crowd like played into it just perfectly. I, again, it, it kind of showed how kind of starved they are for yeah. this because they were like, "Oh, we got to do the quiet bit now. Yeah, it's going to be a loud yeah. chop." And they're just so we can into do this, the match. yeah. Uh, And then, so
2: Dijakovic then gets out of this chair. And we're talking about like the announcer's chair here. So now in between the two announce tables, Dijakovic sits down Keith Lee in the chair, pummels him a bit, goes into the ring. Then again, where Keith Lee is sitting in this chair in between the announce tables, Dijakovic then springboards and hits a tope like con hero onto Keith Lee who was sitting on this chair and they both like just crumble to
1: the ground. I'm just picturing... Like, imagine being Keith Lee, and you just sat there. You know this spot is coming. Front row seat. And you're just, okay, <laughs> please don't hurt me, fuck. And this six-foot-seven dude oh. just... Flies The
2: chair didn't give. It didn't go, it, like, no. they fell back, like, they didn't go under or crash. So I think it hurt Dijakovic maybe even more. Probably it didn't give. Oh, yeah. It looked it impressive, give. though. It looked crazy. This is a Mamma Mia. I sh- i think I shouted out things I shouldn't say on this show. <laughs> and as did Morrow. I think Morrow was like, Jesus. <laughs> 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 Just crazy. What a spot. They replayed this a bunch. So if he rolls Keith Lee in, and it's only a two count, there's then a, a fireman carry into lands on his feet and hits a super kick. Then Keith Lee reaches for the Super Saiyan inside of him and hits the spirit bomb. But Dijakovic, the way he lands and sells it, flips backwards and rolls to his feet. And basically stands up and is like, ah. And then Keith Lee hits him with another spirit bomb. And this time Dijakovic is like holding the back of his head like, no, you're not spiking me again. But he hits the move and he kicks out of it. They go up top. There's an avalanche Spanish fly. He goes up. He hits him with the avalanche Spanish fly, and he he has Keith Lee in his sights. He goes to lift him in the torture rack for his Feast Your Eyes, but he can't lift Mm. Keith Lee. He can't do it. He can't do it. He goes for it a second time. His back gives out. He turns around. He's picked up on the shoulders and the jackhammer from Keith Lee, and he pins Dijakovic.
1: I I liked the uh, Dijakovic not being able to get Lee up because we've seen him hit. Uh, the move on Lee before and he's used the turnbuckle other big guys, but he's used the turnbuckle for assistance. And it was pretty much, it defeated him. The fact he couldn't lift Keith Lee. Uh, I thought this match was fantastic. I, we've seen this match a bunch now um, in NXT alone, including the, like the triple threat match. I think they've had four or five matches against each other. And they're PWG. And to to me, yeah, to me, these matches remind me of TLC the early TLCs, because you go, how do you top the last one? I Because we've seen, I think one of the matches we saw like a Spike Rana off the top. Yeah. We saw the Canadian Destroyer up off the top. And you go, I'm starting to kind of worry because I don't know how much further these guys can go, go without killing each other. They've done like Destroyers. They've done all this. This this thing to the chair is crazy. And I absolutely, they still managed to find... Creative spots that look impressive for yeah. two guys these size to do. Um, I I really enjoyed the match. I thought it was the perfect choice of first match for the show. Because everyone knew. Any NXT fan, yeah. you know this is going to be good. And you're excited. So to kick the show off with this, I thought it was perfect. This
2: was awesome. Uh, there's a respect angle after the match. Both guys are beasts. He Keith Lee like elevates Dijakovic to go up and like celebrate afterwards. Yeah, I, I love this. This was a banger. These two big guys slugging it out and just killing each other. Um, it makes me wonder, who does Keith Lee face at Tampa? Yeah. Where does that leave Dijakovic? Mm. So, interesting. Because I feel like... Uh, I could watch these like the the fight forever thing, fight forever, um, like legit for these guys. Like these guys could just re- this could this could get
1: booked on a Wednesday night, and I'd be like, okay, let's go. I was surprised we never got the tag team of these two. Maybe it will come down Still the line, come. but I feel like- oh,
2: that could be the thing too. They could challenge
1: like the Brotherways or something and know. not defend the North American. Maybe yeah, I don't know. Um, in the uh, YouTube chat, yeah. um Dreadnought X. Uh, thing, agreed with me that there was definitely a touch of sloppiness on Dijakovic's part. And Hansi thinks Keith Lee is going to be the guy people point at when you ask, What do you think of when you think of the North American Championship? Ah. He thinks he's going to have this reign and people be like, Yeah, Lee.
2: So who's Lee, Lee going to challenge that mm-hmm. after?
1: Um, um, yeah, I love this. Yeah, uh, I don't know yet. I mean, do you go back to like Roddy, who never lost it, Velveteen? Could you have some sort of three-way with those three? Because uh, we're we're having the sort of blow-off match, it seems, on Wednesday between Roddy and Dream. Dream. So maybe they in- insert themselves into that program again?
2: We'll see, I guess. I, I, yeah, I kind of want him in another singles, but him beating up a bunch of guys is cool too. I love me some Keith Lee. Yeah. Limitless. Limitless, baby. Uh, Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox, The grudge match here in Portland. It's a street fight. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that
1: means? It means you fight in the
2: street. That's what that's what this is. So the 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 blood feud here has been going on, and this is the extra match that was added to take over. Essentially, like this is the extra one, the sixth one.
1: Yeah, it was strange because we had a quite a short match on NXT TV a few weeks ago where Tegan Knox went over, yeah, kind of clean, yeah. as well. Um, so. It was kind of strange having this match on the show. But uh, I
2: think they showed that they kind of deserved to be on it. I I really enjoyed it. Until we get to the end, maybe. Possibly. So Dakota Kai, Tegan knocks. And right away, Dakota Kai attacks Tegan in the entrance. Because, you know, they were friends. We were
1: friends! But they're not friends anymore. Dakota Kai is dressed like a 14-year-old at the school disco. Oh, that's weird. Who's just discovered black lipstick. Oh. It's like she's finally going through that kind of stage where she's experimenting. Well,
2: I was going to say Dakota Kai gets me high, but now that you said that, I don't want to yeah, say Yeah, I...
1: I was thinking about it as the match went on, and it's like, no, yeah, I like this gear. You've kind of like, no, you're wrong. This gear is great. This
2: gear, mm. this gear is lit.
1: I preferred her other looks. Da- Dakota Kai gets me high. She looked great.
2: She's got. She looked like, uh, like the movie The Warriors. She looked like she's ready for a street fight. No, she's the warrior
1: like a kid at a disco. <laughs> kid at the discovering disco. themselves. <laughs> you
2: mean the, that's the kid at the disco when <laughs> Tegan Knox is the one who's dyeing her hair every week?
1: <laughs> I mean, they're both kind of. They're both kind of the kid at the disco here. Just gone to Claire's accessories and got their first like makeup bag I don't know I'm a girl
2: <laughs> my girlfriend my first girlfriend ever in high school used to make me go into Claire's with her and then like I'd distract people and she would steal some of the jewelry but it was
1: like the shittiest
2: like, jewelry yeah I was in accessory to the facts. <laughs>
1: I had to get that off my chest. All you, were, these years. you were Kyle Riley in every main event with Adam Cole. <laughs> You're just there distracting the the shopkeepers.
2: I, I've never told you, anyone. You
1: need that. to go back and apologize. I never to told anyone.
2: This is like over ten years ago. What yeah. are you talking about? It's like sixteen. I'm sorry. I had to get it off my chest. Uh, maybe they these two do shop at Claire's, but I hope so because I always wonder. No, because you wouldn't want to wrestle with like actual expensive stuff because it's going to get knocked out in these matches. True. Like Jeff Hardy when he got his yeah. That was gross. Um, Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox—they were best friends, but they're bitter enemies. It's a street fight. All good things must come to an end, and you're due for another injury, says um, Dakota in the video before the attack here. So there's they're ta- they're fighting on the ramp, and then Tegan actually gets control and runs Dakota's face into this like railing, and it looks like it actually smacks. Right face into it. Then Spears Dakota through a barricade. Dakota fights back with like this spike DDT on the outside. There's a cricket bat.
1: Yeah, cricket. I've, I've never seen a cricket bat cricket. in WWE. Cricket. I got some Shaun
2: of the Dead vibes going on. I got some <laughs> Jason, uh, not Jason, the guy from Ninja Turtles. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, looked looked so cool. She swings it
1: at Tegan Knox and. Uh, she ducks and it smashes and it cracks what I loved about this match there were so many spots where someone is ducking out the way of like the cricket bat and that they don't hold back on the swing at all which if you slightly mistime it you're you're killing her with this cricket cricket bat bat. but they were swinging this bat smashes in half I thought it looked awesome
2: yeah uh She ducked it, so she didn't get red on her. Mm. Because it's Shaun of the Dead. It's (laughs) Shaun of the
1: Dead. Got red on you. Yeah,
2: you got red on you. Uh, Dakota Kai then is like, holy shit, this thing just exploded. But then uh, gets beat up from Tegan with the trash can. And then another spot... I did not like this spot. You have someone in the steps, in the corners there. And then you run at them. And instead of, like, kicking the trash can into them, because it's kind of set up that way, she runs and hits, like, a senton. Which hurts her way more than it would hurt. And, like even nigel i i went oh that's weird that's what i said out loud and then nigel goes that's interesting uh i don't know really how the, why you he literally says what i was thinking why don't you just run and kick her <laughs> i was
1: like yeah yeah i felt maybe a, a lot of it was them trying to be different because sure. I, I did feel this street fight was very different from other street fights yeah. i've seen even down to the weapons they were just trying some different things uh, um, which i which i appreciate it's not yeah, it was gonna cool. Work,
2: yeah, yeah. There was then chairs. There's a smash to the trash can right to like the face of Tegan Knox, which was crazy. Uh, there's super kicks. There's German suplex onto the trash can from Tegan Knox to Dakota. It looked awesome. Her back of her head like smashed through this thing.
1: Oh yeah, this. I don't know if this was meant to be yeah, smashing ouch. her head against it, and they kind of misjudged it, but it looked painful.
2: There's uh, the chiropractor from Dakota Kai. Cool move. Funny name, right? Um, then um, Lady Kane goes for the chokeslam on the apron but gets a back scorpion kick and then a back kick. But back in the ring, Tegan Knox hits the molly go-round. So not only is she doing Kane's stuff, she's doing molly holly stuff. It's great. Um, There was like this quick escape where she sets up Dakota Kai in a chair. Like she's going to break her neck. But Dakota Kai like literally so fast, so quickly escaped
1: from it. This was another one of those moments. Again, like she didn't, like, she would have punted her head off if yeah, she she connected. would have died. And Kicking also, her head. This, this isn't easy, having your head kind of trapped in the chair, being able to get out like that. She did it perfectly. I've had my head stuck in the banisters before. <laughs> it's not easy to get out. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing because you've done it too, right?
2: <laughs> I have a big head. I have a big head. So I, I learned my lesson really young, so I never did that. But Dakota Kai clearly could get out of it because she, she just... Flips right out of this... Ducks the kick. She then starts to beat up Tegan Knox, And she gets this, like, duct tape. And she duct tapes Tegan to the post. And then hits her with a pump kick to the face. Because she's defenseless. The tape comes off eventually. Uh, She then grabs a laptop... Someone's just laptop is... It's, like, not even a MacBook. It looks old. Like, they went to the pawn shop earlier. Mm. They're like, we need this laptop. It's got Windows XP on it or something. And just... No no disrespect to Windows XP out there. Someone just got mad. I don't want to... I don't want to hate on Windows XP. Um, and just goes to swing this laptop. But then there's a chain brought I, into this thing. I would
1: love if there was a little sight gag. sort of it, After this match, and they they go to Moro and whatever... <laughs> And you see in the background a guy picking up his computer and going, my, my laptop! <laughs> Who, did the fuck? <laughs> Who did this? fuck? Who did this?
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean, if that worked at, if that happened at any other workplace environment,
1: like... I mean, my pretty laptop pretty much looks like it was used <laughs> by them. Yeah, maybe. It's, <laughs>
2: it's pretty in active. better condition than yours. Yeah. Um, there's then a chain which is brought in and there's like chain punches. She wraps her... Tegan wraps her fist and punches the knee, the exposed knee of the, the knee brace there the history of the knee brace to dakota she's just beating her with this chain she's then puts a chair on her leg and stomps on that as well shades of like randy orton and edge kind of mm. with the, that going on um and then hits not the shiny wizard not the shining wizard but the shiniest wizard just crushing dakota kai but she doesn't go for the pin she stands up and says i'm not done yet I'm ending you. And just as she said that I said, "Oh no, she's going to lose." <laughs> <laughs>
0: and
2: I mean, anytime you stop the match like that, Dean Malenko taught me that. Once you do that, once it's, you pull his head
1: up, nope, you're done. Yeah, you like it happened with Gargano in the the Ciampa feud, uh this street fight or last man standing or yeah, whatever it is. Um yeah, it just makes the baby face look a Bit of an idiot.
2: Because she wants the revenge. She wants to beat the shit out of her. So she goes to do that. She then goes and puts, like, this table in the ring. And then puts Dakota lays on the table and puts the chair around the neck of Dakota, like a neck brace, while she's laid out on the table. So Mm -hmm. she's going to jump stomping her through the table with the chair, which would kill this person. But here comes someone new into the shot. Uh correct me if i'm wrong reyna
1: gonzalez she was formerly known as reyna gonzalez who we know from the the second may Young classic yeah and uh evolve uh used to wear the like the cowboy slacks oh with her butt god cheeks yeah you remember oh uh, yeah you he loved her you uh, he loved her i don't know about that um but now she's going as uh raquel gonzalez raquel gonzalez i prefer reyna reyna is a Better sounding name, and I believe uh, if I remember right from Evolve, they said she was she's a second generation okay. superstar. Well, actually, Ra- looked very like Sonya Deville. I was like, oh, is I that thought Sonya- it was Sonya Deville. Yeah, me yeah. too.
2: Uh, Raina Gonzalez appears and basically like hoofs Tegan Knox off this turnbuckle where Tegan rolls uh, Dakota had rolled off the table at this point, and Tegan's supposed to go through the table, but. Doesn't go through the table. Her head just bounces and it go- It flies under her. So it's just chilling there, mm. untouched. But Dakota goes on top of Tegan and pins her. And Dakota Kai wins the match. Thanks to Reyna Gonzalez or Raquel. Uh, I was super into this match. And then this finish just fell super flat for me. Um, Beth, with the classic call, Oh my God, it's Reyna Gonzalez. like, what? Now me... Watching NXT since like 2012, watching the Mae Young Classics, even I it took me a second to go, uh, oh, yeah, okay, okay, yeah,
1: sure, okay, but cool, but why? <laughs> but then again, you had a criticism about AEW last week when they announced that Jeff Cobb was coming out. Yeah, and but she's not Jeff Cobb. Not many people know Jeff Cobb. Like, the uh, casual viewers don't really know who Jeff Cobb is, unless you're watching don't. Ring of Honor and the like g1 i want to give her the so, benefit of
2: the doubt i hope evolve you know she did some stuff with evolve. usually that helps
1: she definitely improved like she had a little feud with uh black look the crowd has
2: been super hot this whole show even during this whole match but as soon as this finish happened the crowd was chanting they were booing and they were chanting who are you and like cool that's gonna happen regardless but like it was prominent
1: how else do you do it though i don't know because you i think if you're gonna debut someone you need it to be a an impact and it's, it's the heels screwing over the baby faces. Yeah. I, I was wondering, cause like, it feels like you're going to, uh, Tegan Knox and Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Do you for see TV f- for, for TV or yeah. whatever? Um, do you see maybe this might've been an EO slot? Because we feel like, well, I still feel like EO and Candice never really got that blow off, got that final yeah. blow off. And maybe that could have been a slot for her to tie her over before she's in the title picture, but obviously with the injury,
2: I could see T. Te- I could see Dakota in, in the main title picture, maybe perhaps after you know Tampa and stuff. But, yeah, because this gives her this. She's it's her. It's her. No, Diesel. sorry, I
1: mean EO. Yeah, EO team. But where, when is she coming back? Not till after. Well, that's what I'm saying, and yeah. I think that's why they've maybe gone with Raquel okay. Diaz here. Um, it's it's going to be like a like a Sean Diesel kind of thing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Raquel Diaz is a a big girl. Um, yeah, definitely. I I can understand why people are, are mad, but also you're meant to feel mad. It's the heels. The heels have just screwed over the baby face. And yeah, definitely. I I personally didn't like the spot where Tegan could have won and then goes for that extra revenge because it makes her look a bit stupid. I think when a heel does that, like, nah, nah, and gets cocky and loses that way, that works. Babyface doing it, I'm not a big fan of. I can get why people are a bit down on it, because they don't necessarily know who she is, um, but yeah, I how else do you do it? Do it. It won't have as much impact on TV. Yeah, and if you want Dakota to win, screwily. So I, I want Dakota Kai to go forward. I, I'm a fan of her. I want. I
2: want to see this work yeah. with this Raquel. But I, am a fan of Dakota. I was a really big fan of this match, but that fell flat for me. I was like, ah, you could have done it a little differently. I don't know. Maybe I, I just. It,
1: was, it kind But of then was weird. the match itself, I, as I mentioned, I, I thought was really creative yeah. for a street fight. Very different from other street fights I've seen. I was kind of uh, a bit nervous going into it. I thought this might be one of those matches that unfortunately just doesn't work and be a bit of a disappointment. And it worked. And I thought it worked really yeah. well. And the crowd was so into it. So you, you're right. It, the end did kill off the crowd. But yeah. I think if you're debuting someone, I don't really know how else to do it. Good match, though. Oh, and very good! Yeah, Dakota yeah. Kai, Tegan Nox, good stuff.
2: Um, um, there's an oh, yeah. Sorry, just
1: going to go to the uh, the YouTube room. Yeah, and uh, Dreadnought X is very upset that you're insulting uh, Windows XP. So I yeah. told you someone never, was going to be mad. What did I again. say? I
0: said someone was um, going to be mad. But yeah, people it. seem
1: to well, like you. They dug the match, but wasn't into the finish, and not quite sure who Rainer slash Raquel Gonzalez who? is. Who? <laughs> who?
2: Uh, there's an announcement, another takeover announcement. Yes. NXT UK on April 26th is having NXT take NXT. Sorry, I gotta say this. Gotta get used to this one now. Here we go. Let me try it first time. First take Drake here. Let's go. NXT. Ta- eh, fuck. It, fucked up already. <laughs> NXT UK takeover Dublin. 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 Fuck. <laughs> try again. One more time. NXT UK takeover Dublin, Ireland. Yes. Take over Ireland, yes. Take over Dublin,
1: April twenty sixth. So it's the first international NXT UK pay per view. So is Ireland not in the UK? Uh, the Republic of Ireland is right. No, okay. Northern so, Ireland is. So uh, it's uh, it's the it's traveling. So a day after David Starr versus John Moxley, yeah, is really. Announced, oh
2: yeah, um, OTT. Yeah. So they're gonna try to steal those waters. The Irish. They're going in to invade Ireland.
1: Oh, that, that's, that place looks popular right ah, now.
2: They look like they like wrestling over there. We could make money there.
1: Um, I assume Devlin Walter. Is that what you see? Main event
2: for that? Right after they announced this and they put it out on their Twitters, um, Devlin, the Cruiserweight mm-hmm. champion right mm-hmm. now, said, tweeted out, give me Walter, you cowards. So maybe we do get that match.
1: Title v. Title. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> fuck that means he's
1: losing it this wednesday to uh leo rush and then i mean he could go in as champion and try and be double champ i need to see that sounds great i think that should be the main event i, th- I think it's one that triple h has wanted to do and sure. i think it's by putting the cruise Weight championship on him it's putting a, a few more eyes on him and trying to get the North American crowd a bit more aware of who he is yeah. so he seems like a bigger deal going up against Walter
2: he's coming here to Toronto area for the Destiny Wrestling okay so uh, I kind of want to check it out uh, depending what the matches mm. some of those matches over there are not that good <laughs> um, so NXT TakeOver Dublin is coming soon April 26 um, that's in that's a long ways away so uh, but I'm assuming we'll do some sort of show in capacity for that yeah. on the Patreon up next the match some people are saying is the the most anticipated match of the night. The dream match, if you will. The NXT dream match. Old NXT meets new NXT. The future is the past, and the past is the future. Whatever that was. Uh, the video package for Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor. There's a recap of the, the the big heel turn from Finn Balor when he kicked Johnny in the head. Twitter going wild. It didn't show our tweets, though. It didn't show our, your, our tweets in this reaction. Um, what's our Twitter. <laughs> at up next podcast there go. at up next podcast on twitter for all updates and follow the show even when you're not listening uh there's the the clip of after this john this finn heel turn because this happened quite a while ago yeah um where finn balor was caught outside of an airport from tmz and tmz's like hey why did you kick johnny in the head this
1: was going to be the
2: war games match so yeah. it's november so three months ago yeah and he's like, why did you kick Johnny in the head? And he's out walking to his, like, his cab outside of an airport. And he goes, ah, I had to shake the trees and see what falls down. He's <laughs> like, yeah, that was not a good Irish accent, though. Yeah, but, you've done better. Yeah. <laughs> I am Irish. Look at, look at me. Look at me. I get called Irish all the time. Part Irish. Uh, he says, I don't watch this business. This business watches me. The main roster, that's Hollywood. Special effects and makeup. But you see NXT. NXT is Broadway. So I'm here to perform uh, and he's going to kill Johnny and Johnny's going to kill him. Uh, I love this video. It, it put together all the, the months of stuff to, that has happened. Like, again, yeah. this is prolonged so long and it takes place tonight. Now, Johnny Gargano on Twitter was saying that, you know, tonight is kind of a, a comeback of sorts of a different side of Johnny wrestling, the the evil side that we've seen him with the venom and stuff.
1: Yeah, he tweeted out a picture of his classic logo logo and then flickering with the sort of jagged mm-hmm. one he used
2: when he was heel venom we yeah. are venom but we predicted it wouldn't be venom but it would be carnage mm. johnny carnage comes down to the ring some sick gear johnny's always got the best gear if you're a superhero comic book nerd as are we He's got the best gear. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, awesome. Um, and Finn Balor, who's known to dress up like Venom and Carnage too, true. Uh, yeah, did not come out to that. That there's a guy in like the second row holding up a Finn sign that looks like Carnage, but Johnny's the one dressed as Carnage. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor. The grudge match, the dream match. Um, both guys go back and forth, like very technical. They're kind of on the same page. Like they're not the biggest of guys, but they're fast and they're very smooth. They're trying
1: to out wrestle each other to start with.
2: Yeah, very classic old school chain wrestling. Looks good. Um, Johnny Gargano, uh, beard game strong. Same with Finn. But- I
1: didn't. Oh, I didn't like it. You didn't like it's his getting beard. It's
2: scraggly. Well, you know what? That's telling you. Yeah, you grow a beard. You turn heel well it was
1: yeah it was getting into jay white territory it was a bit whoa a bit, whoa, a bit whoa how dare it wasn't a, you? it wasn't a clean get out well-kempt beard get out of here no get out
2: of here um his beard like, you know why he's growing because he's turning here
1: i'm being honest here he's my best mate all right and i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm like you're still shook I'm but still, we'll get there yeah. yeah yeah
2: i get it okay sorry i didn't mean to pour salt on the wound uh so there's a chop fest where we're Finn is just lighting up Johnny, and when I mean lighting up, uh, he's kind of leaking. Morrow says he's medium rare. Um, his chest is, like, open. Like, it's bleeding from these chops. He then chops Finn back, and Finn gets super red as well. It's it's awesome. They're, like, killing. Um, but, but like, Gargano's looks like a piece of steak. Yes. Looks just fucked up. Like, nobody bleeds my own blood. There's a spear on the apron from Johnny. Um, there's then Johnny eats, like, a sling blade from Finn on the outside, um, and there's like this submission hold from Finn where he, they, the announcers mentioned that Finn is now attacking the arteries of Johnny Gargano yes. <laughs> and in a fight, I don't know about
1: you, but. Oh, I always go for the arteries.
2: Obviously you go for the arteries. Yeah. Oh, uh, quick question. Where are the arteries? <laughs> is that like your wrists?
1: Uh, they're all over you. Oh, okay. Sure. You've got, you got your, your arteries are the ones that pump blood really quick. Okay. So if you cut an artery, you'll be dead very yeah, really quick. Okay. I knew that. Um, they're the ones that. In, in films, my neck. The, like the ah, squirting okay. out, yeah. yeah. So you have got one in your, like the main ones in your neck, and I think there's one in your, like your thigh groin area. Wow, ooh, I don't want that one. Yeah, uh, that's where the vampires like ooh, the kinky ooh. vampires. Ooh, yeah. All right,
2: I'm more interested. Um, so I learned something today on this podcast. Uh, well, he's attacking the arteries. Finn Balor blocks and ends a Geary, Goes up top for like a. a, a like a dragon screw into the ropes for on on Gargano. Finn is like working this more like super aggressive side, like yeah, way better for his character. It's
1: pretty much all the moves he used to do, but just quicker and sharper. And it he used to be quite graceful as a baby face. He'd sort yeah. of float around the ring gracefully, whereas now the he's demon. actually trying to hurt you.
2: Yeah, he's the rock and roller again. He's that old character. This he is had, how when killer.
1: he used to when he was a baby face and would do the demon character this is how i wanted him to wrestle yeah this was my big issue with the demon it's he pretty much just came out in body paint and streamers and red lights streamers. and streamers but he never changed his style and i think this should have been more his demon because
2: here style. he's like a badass like like i picture like he looks like an armani model but he's, like, rough around the edges and he's beating... He's, like, nasty Irishman is what yeah. I see from this. Like, Boondock Saints kind of style. Like, he's hard-hitting. He's putting the guns, finger guns all, all the time. He's just badass. Eventually, he's got to turn back to a face because, like, it's just he's just too hot for this. But this character is so awesome. Like, the difference from watching him, from watching him on the main roster, is night and day, I would say. It's, like, he's gets... This is him having fun as much as the promos leading into oh, yeah. saying he didn't care about that. This is totally him getting oh, the, ar- sure. the artistic shit. Broadway as you as he said yeah so he's attacking he's like super aggressive he's working the leg of gargano and he's like does this inverted figure four lock johnny fights out of it um he counters johnny counters the 1916 but sends him into the steps there's a rolling sent onto the outside a slingshot spear he goes for the satellite ddt
1: but gets into the final cut for a two count what i loved here was um these two haven't wrestled each other um, on yeah. WWE, I'm not even sure before that no, whether they yeah. met. True, but they they'd clearly done their research on each other because they both had scouted a lot of their all the moves. moves. and yeah. there were a lot of um like Balor catches the slingshot spear. I believe went for the final cut, which got reversed into the satellite, which still got reversed. So they're all they were always a step ahead of the ne- the other person. Yeah, um, and there were a lot of that during the match.
2: Um, there's like a, a, super kick from Johnny. The slingshot DDT is countered. Then the 1916 is countered again. There's the lawn dart, the overhead back kick or the Pele kick to Johnny, but Johnny falls and lands on Finn from taking this. So there's an enziguri from Johnny while selling the enziguri. Finn does the overhead Pele kick connecting to Johnny. And Johnny falls and gets the pin for a two count there. Uh, Great spot here from from Johnny and uh, just looked great. Um, There's then uh, a slingshot DDT counter. Uh, Again, there's the overhead, uh, sorry, a double stomp off the top rope into like uh, the the slingshot, the thunderstruck DDT um, for a two count as well. They both get to their feet. There's a standoff. Johnny does the DIY pose and goes for like the super kick, but eats the sling blade. Then gets up and does it does the pose again and eats the sling blade again. There's the
1: John Woo drop. I like kick. that because you thought, okay, the second time he's yeah, gonna hit it, and, still, and the, still got a sling blade. Well,
2: you shouldn't just pose and before just. You,
1: we know what you're trying to do. Maybe surprise him with the kick.
2: Yeah, just actually kick him. There's the John Woo, but it's missed, and Gargano gets him in the Gargano escape, keeps locking him in. Finn is doing an awesome job of selling this. So is Gargano. Uh, He gets out of it, double stomps Gargano to the chest, goes for the 1916 again, which I keep writing 1917. Yeah. Great film. Uh, There's the 1916 counter into the Gargano escape again, but gets the ropes. The John Woo dropkick from Johnny to Finn to the guardrail on the outside stealing because he hates he's like I want to get revenge for you doing that to me and the crowd do not like this no they booed him they're booing haven't these fans known by now by the end of the match you're supposed to be on, by cheering Johnny by yeah. now like you, you should, I said like oh this crowd's going to turn just like they always do but this time they were like kind of booing Johnny it's like they knew something mm. like they knew so Johnny gets heat for doing that um, and he's like about to slam Finn through the announce table and looks before he takes the monitors off and doesn't take the monitors off. Goes to grab Finn, but Finn turns it around and throws Johnny, like, body first into them. So he got a little bit of his, what he was asking for there. Like a gourd buster type move. Finn then sets up Johnny on one of the tables, runs off the other tables toward him and hits the John Wu dropkick, sending Gargano flying off the table into the guardrail. That looked great. Just crazy. Running through the tables and then dropkicking him. Just insane. Um, and then throws Johnny into the ring Hits the coup de grace off the top. He then has the finger guns. He picks Johnny up. Hits the 1916
1: and nails him. Just drills him. Kills him. Drops him on his head. Yeah, Gargano sold this like a champ. Death. He was pretty much vertical and just came crashing down on his neck. And Finn Balor pins Johnny Gargano. That was epic. NXT...
2: NXT's greatest is Finn Balor. Yeah,
1: this this didn't disappoint at all. This is exactly the kind of wrestling I enjoy watching. Yes. Uh, Gargano is one of my favorites and we've been saying uh on up next that I feel this is make or break for for Balor. He had a good match against Riddle. It didn't like absolutely blow me away. Yeah. Um and same with was it uh he's fought Champa on TV as well, yeah. I believe. If like Gar- gargano at takeover if you're not going to have a good match there like it's you you need to start asking questions yeah and they absolutely delivered uh i love the whole back and forth like the scouting of each other's moves mm-hmm. as you mentioned balla's just mean streak now and yeah the the crowd the crowd keep on wanting to boo gargano so i feel the the switch at the end of the show. Might have been a wise move. Yeah. I feel people are maybe starting to be a bit stale on him. Sure. And they, they, they made the right move, I
2: guess, doing what yeah. they do. But we'll get to that. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed this match. This delivered. This was the match I wanted to see the most. And it, they knocked it out the park. Just fantastic. Um, both guys are, are on their game. And Johnny Gargano could afford the loss. Like, part of me was... is I, I was out of my seat jumping around for this match, as I do most Johnny matches. Mm. Um, and... It it I was like okay it, I'm like talking to myself after the loss of like it's like when someone's sport team it's like they bet it lost a lot of money it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay Johnny doesn't need, didn't need
1: this Johnny well, it's I think we all viewed this as the unofficial number one contenders match, yes which you often see the kind of the big non-title match seems to be that way yeah and I imagine we're going in the direction of of Balor. ...going after the title right. next, which is its a weird dynamic, heel and heel. Uh, obviously, we know by the end of the show where we'll Gargano's see, yeah. going next. Uh, looking at the YouTube room, uh, Hansi thought this was Bala's best match in WWE for a while... Him and Gargano mesh together well.
2: For a while. Name me a better Finn Balor match in WWE. Yeah, I,
1: I'm with you there. Even his first run in NXT, I'd. Yeah, this was better than this that. Yeah, there. definitely. Um, he feels Balor needs an NXT Farley with him and hmm. would nominate Damian Priest.
2: Oh, so Finn Balor's going to become a vampire too?
1: Yeah. Then Shayna
2: Baszler will join the group? He was attacking the arteries. Oh, my God. Conspiracy. Oh, conspiracy. What have I been saying?
1: Yep. What have I been saying, people? vampires uh, David Duble says if you don't have a banger with Gargano at takeover then you aren't that good let's be honest Yep. if this match sucked it would have said a lot about Finn um, kind of understands why they felt the need to turn Gargano heel after this match though he feels a little flat as a baby face and there's no heel for him to feud with at the moment and um, and also, isn't it ironic that Gargano has been the reason Cole has won his last two title defenses? Mm. Cole owes Gargano a beer, <laughs> <laughs> a few. So after the match,
2: uh, he kind of like goes on top of Gargano and like is in his face, and he's like, "I fucking told
1: you, fucking." <laughs> he's like being yeah, an he's like grabbing him, yeah. like, choking him almost. Yeah. and was it Drake? Yeah, I think it was Drake younger. Referee yeah. this match, wasn't he? He's like, he was like, come you know. on, come on, stop that. Get
2: out of that. Stop that. Valentine's Day's over. What
1: are you doing? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh,
2: so after that, he's like walking out the apron, and he looks in the camera, and he says, he, he like name drops a few people, Matt Riddle, all these people, and he says, anyone who wants it can come and get it. NXT is mine. So um, Finn Balor is, could be in contention for like the title. Like this was a the top singles match besides the title match, so. Mm. Uh, I love this match. This was fantastic. Must watch, if you ask me. If you're just the person who maybe goes through and sifts through some stuff, this is one to to watch, definitely. Uh, Gargano doesn't miss. He really doesn't, does Johnny he? Carnage. Johnny... Johnny Beard. Mm. Johnny... Johnny Beard. <laughs> um, we have Undisputed Era backstage with Kathy Kelly. RIP. Oh. Leave the memories alone. Yeah. Yeah. What are we going to do without Kathy Kelly? I'm gonna miss her. I'm gonna miss her too. Do you think it's because Finn's in NXT now? Uh, well, weren't, she, they, weren't they a thing? I think they were a thing. I thought she was Velvet. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be in their personal <laughs> affairs. I don't want to. I don't want You know. But um, but yeah, she leave the memories alone. She was
1: good. I liked Kathy Kelly a lot. I thought she was.
2: She definitely grew on me a lot. She was
1: very good at her job. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. So rip. Leave the memories alone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but that means. That, but we've got Tainara back we got Tainara back. We yes. got Tainara
1: back. Tainara's back. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. True. Um, so optimism. You, you can't have them all. Yeah. You I You can't guess. have them
2: all. But with Kathy Kelly leaving, that means someone else is going to have to come in and fill her, her spot. Right. So, you know, that's one thing to look forward to. Yes. <laughs> uh, Undisputed Era backstage with Kathy Kelly. And they're asked about the tag team title defense coming up and Adam Cole's NXT title defense coming up. And, the person you wouldn't expect to grab the microphone to defend these matches is Roderick Strong, who I always say is, under- is uh, the underrated talker on the microphone. He's a strange one. <laughs> I, th- I love him on the microphone, and I'll fight you. He says... Oh, oh by the way, he's got the stickers on.
1: Oh, of course. On the shirts. Always, always
2: wearing the stickers, Roddy. Always. we got to know you. it's official. See you, fam. We know. Uh, he says, Velveteen Dream, he's a dead man. He's a dead man. The dream is a dead man. Tonight, the baddest team on God's green earth show the loser waits Why we're the best. And then Adam Cole shows that delusional Champa. that Undisputed Era will, you know, the prophecy will continue on. Uh, loved Roger Strong cutting this promo for his boys here because he doesn't get the shine. It's always Adam Cole. Yeah. And I... I Love Roddy on the mic. He's just funny to me. I love it. He's, he's the best. Um, so he's not even in a match and he gets to hype them up. So we'll see. Will the prophecy continue tonight? Mm-hmm. Up next, the NXT Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley defending against Bianca Belair in the number one contenders match for WrestleMania. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the title means nothing now is what it's, they're trying to tell me. Um, Rhea Ripley and Bianca have their beef with Charlotte. So we were wondering what's going to be the match there at WrestleMania. Bianca impressed in the Rumble. Rhea Ripley's kind of
1: fallen off a little bit, for me at least. Um, yeah, I I think uh, when this match was first announced, Bianca versus Ripley, yeah. um, a lot of po- people thought it's a foregone conclusion. Ripley is just, it's just a stepping stone before yeah. going to Mania. And then I feel in recent weeks, uh, especially with the Rumble, Bianca's really impressed and really mm-hmm. turned heads And people started to have that doubt in their mind being, I mean, we've seen in the past with, say, Kofi Kingston last year and Daniel Bryan. They they are open to to change plans if someone kind of catches fire. Yeah. And I feel Bianca, not to that level, but has started catching fire a bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I was considering like thinking, hmm, could they be going in a three way direction? Because that segment last week between the three of them was fantastic, I thought.
2: It's interesting. I would rather Bianca Charlotte, but I guess we had to see this match to find out. Hmm. Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, women's title. Uh, The match starts with Rhea just like bossing Bianca around because she's like bigger than her, flipping her around. Bianca does a backflip but eats the boots of Rhea Ripley. Belair locks in a cravat, goes for the standing moonsault for a two count. Belair does. There's like a suplex battle. They're both trying to suplex each other, and Belair wins it, but couldn't quite like hold her up. Uh, yeah, she, she like we've seen kinda. her do
1: the delayed vertical yeah. a lot, but obviously Ripley's a little bigger, and she kind of just dropped her.
2: Which was... It's fine, but yeah, it was uh, hopefully they're all right, because it looked like it was awkward. Mm. Uh, she locks Rhea in a full Nelson, then a back body drop from Rhea, and then like a seated drop kick to Belair's face. There's an electric chair going face first, Bianca, only a two count. Then the mayor's grasp. The mayor's yes, grasp?
1: it's the kind of texas cloverleaf yeah you lift them and they're between your legs and you're swinging them around yeah
2: because i'm really tall this is what a move i used on like my little brothers and and siblings and neighbors and stuff right this because i could grab you could just lock them in and lift them in the air and swing them essentially Mm. in real like realistically she should be swinging people like more viciously but she's got this locked in but somehow bel-air escapes there's then a slap fest there's the hair whips she whips her hair back and forth there's the military press from Bel Air. There's the handspring moonsault, but the knees are up. The Riptide is blocked. The KOD is blocked. Bianca hits a football-type spear. There's then up on the, the top, there's like a, a tope con hero from Bianca to Rhea on the outside, which is awesome. They go back inside. Bel Air blocks a sunset flip, but Rhea somehow like counters a counter and hits the Riptide, the pump handle like power bomb thing. Uh, and pins Bianca Belair just like that.
1: I like the uh, creative ways uh, Ripley has got into the Riptide. So mm-hmm. here it was kind of trapped in the corner and hooked the arm. We saw the cool one with the the handcuffs against um, yeah, I love shayna. That one. Uh I th- I thought <laughs> this match over delivered for me. I I like both uh, both women, but I think after that shayna Mia Yim match last year. Uh, Matches where you've got the two people of a similar style, like they're both big, bigger, stronger, like powerhouse yeah, women in the definitely. division. I worry it doesn't really mesh, but I thought these two had a really good match. Uh, I think Bianca, Bianca's the star yeah, in my mind. I, I think, think she's great. was she repping it. the Black History Month gear, um, but I think they're just sticking with their guns and going with uh, Ripley now. Bianca will hopefully have her time. I can see her possibly moving up sooner rather than later and maybe never holding that nxt oh, gold.
2: leave the memories alone again yeah. Damn, we're losing we lost so many great ones uh, I, I enjoyed it as well I, I think it was awesome but i kind of wanted bianca to get the win here i am not completely sold on rhea ripley bianca looked like she carried this match for me but rhea ripley like i want her to improve and stuff so a match with charlotte that's where you can shine really so i guess that i th- i think we can get excited for rhea ripley and charlotte i think it can it can deliver but speaking of Charlotte, oh, what, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, so uh, in the room, Hansi really wishes they called an audible and had a non-finish, making it a triple threat from Yeah. yeah, um, Also thinks Bianca and Ripley are going to have a rivalry that lasts a long time. Like okay. They'll keep revisiting that. Um, and, yeah, the, the room seemed to enjoy this match as well. Um, Charlotte attacks Rhea
2: Ripley out of nowhere, beats her up, hits the natural selection, um, and says, Hey, Rhea. I thought about it. I'll see you at WrestleMania. So, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, WrestleMania, pirate ship.
1: Yeah, she also beats up uh, Bianca as Ah, she's leaving. I think that's a match we're going to see on NXT TV. I think we're going to see Charlotte Bianca on TV. Make it a triple threat. Yeah, do it. I I would like that.
2: You don't even go here, is what the crowd (laughs) chanted uh, to Charlotte after this. Uh, Awesome. Uh, We go now to the tag team title match. It's the Undisputed Era defending their titles against the newly formed odd couple of NXT. The Broserweights. They made it. They made it to Portland. Thank God, I was worried. Oh, man. They got themselves in the boot. (laughs) Um, And the Broserweights, we were wondering, well, how are they going to come to the ring? Did they bring the... What did they originally call it? The Broserweight Mobile?
0: Yeah. And, then and we're you were
2: going,
1: why are you calling it that?
2: You were very adamant that they should have just called it the Broser
1: Mobile? Oh, the Broser Mobile or just the broser Yeah.
2: And that's kind of what they called yeah, it tonight. Called so, it the Broser yeah. Mobile. The Broser comes out. The golf cart with the trophy on top. And here is... Matt Riddle's driving, <laughs> so Pete Dunn again, should have been driving. I um, don't know what the, the legal recreational laws are in Portland, but I'm sure Matt Riddle has figured that out by now. Um, and Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle are wearing the brand new WWE Shop t-shirts, How Much Fish Could Bobby Fish Fry If Bobby Fish Could Fry Fish? Yes. Hilarious. I kind of want that shirt.
1: <laughs> it's one shirt oh, that we're going to buy it
2: for sure. It's a shirt that you wear to a bar or something. And it's someone's definitely coming up to you to talk to you and being like, what's the deal with Either that? Either what's that or yes. I like that. <laughs> someone's going to be like, I don't know what that fucking means, <laughs> but I want, I like it. I support you. I know it's a conversational starter. I'm just saying. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's a peacocking move. Yeah, definitely. How much fish the bros weights. They got a microphone. Matt Riddle says, <laughs> Hey, Portland!
0: <laughs> oh, he was on one
2: <laughs> again. I know he. Fi- I knew he figured out the recreational laws there because, uh, damn. I mean, if they're good at if they're growing all these trees to cut down with these buzzsaws that in their logo for mm. Takeover Portland, they're growing other things too. Oh, for believe sure. you me, Vancouver bud, bro. It's, yeah, it's good shit, bro. <laughs> he says. Bruiser, bruiser weights got he didn't say no, bruiser weights, he fucked up. He said
1: like <laughs> The uh, Broser Mary The, the Broses <laughs> <waits. brosers>, uh. <laughs> <The brosers laughs> Weights The Broses Weights.
2: I'm losing it. He says, uh, I got one question. How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? And then he asked it again. And there's like a sing-along with fishes animation at the bottom of your yep. screen that goes along with it. There's an animatronic thing on the title tron. There's titantrons. like
1: Bobby Fish's fish on like a... Bobby a Fish's park. face, you mean. Yeah, Bobby <laughs> Fish's face on a fish. That's one as well.
2: Holy shit. So they're, he's getting the crowds to sing along. And... The crowd was like, there was a lot of people that were so into it, but a lot of people that were not.
1: Considering how loud they were all night, like, the reaction they just gave Charlotte, like, that was, yeah like nuclear heat there. They were booing, they were going crazy, they were lapping it all up. Yeah. I would have thought, well, this is a fairly fresh thing as well. Fresh fish. fish. <laughs> um, yeah, they they weren't as on board with it as I yeah. thought they would be. Damn. Uh, well, he
2: sang it quite a few too many times. Uh, I love it, though. I want this Paul
1: shit. in the Room says, Portland agrees with me that Bobby Fish song is dumb
2: as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Matt Riddle's Twitter. He posted some fan, like, mixed it so it's to his theme song, like, and it's how much fish could Bobby Fish... It's, <laughs> fuck, oh, my God. New ringtone. Uh, so while he's continuing singing the Undisputed Era, Bo- the best part about this bit is Bobby Fish is so mad. Yeah, <laughs> that, he's got this rhyme. How about dare him. you? How dare ah, you? Let me at him, and he's like, "Yo, calm down." He's like, "No, I'm gonna fucking kill him." He's like, "Yo, about
0: frying <laughs> he's fish." He's saying "I'm frying them. fish.
2: I'm mad." And he's like, "Yo, he's, man, it doesn't matter." He's <laughs> just so mad about it. So they rush the Broser weights at the Broser Mobile to the Broser Mobile and they attack them so it's a brawl it's a strike fest uh, all over the place they're fighting each other they get in the ring finally there's gut wrenches from Riddle on Bobby Fish so he's frying him he tags in Pete he's doing uh, elbow stomps and breaks like Kyle's like elbow with this those stomps and Beth Phoenix is like well, Kyle's air guitar career m- could be over because <laughs> his wrist and elbow. There's an Xplex onto Fish, onto the apron. So it's like onto Kyle, explexing him onto Fish, onto the apron. Looks cool. Uh, Peter Dune, as Kyle would call him, kicks the shit out of Kyle O'Reilly, probably because he calls him that. Um, and then he's like German suplexing both guys. Riddles in there with Bro to sleep and the germ- a German of his own. And then like an assisted Xplex powerbomb. Just crazy. These guys are on fire. There's a moonsault to the outside, the floating bro, but the knees are up from Kyle. And then Pete Dunn goes to kick fish, but he misses and kicks the post, and the post just rung. It sounded like a bell. Ouch. Don't know how they do that spot without oh, making
1: it. I don't, it's when they do the chop as well. Yeah, just like how nasty. do you not
2: do How does that not hurt? Uh, Kyle and Riddle, they're fired up. Uh, beating each other the germans suplexing each other they're kneeing each other but like this is my highlight of this match is just these two
1: i need to see a singles run from kyle o'reilly because he's killing Yeah, it. he might be the most underrated guy in the whole company Definitely. this guy like as a wrestler he's so good he's his style is shit. is so cool um he hulks up he's like yeah he, he's, he's fantastic forearms
2: oh uh, it's crazy but dunn gets back in and peter doon uh goes after kyle's fingers and he starts going after them, and then he's also like biting fingers. There's the lunatic lariat, and then again the lunatic lariat from Kyle. He does it both. There's then a flying armbar from Pete Dunn, which we're talking about Kyle's wrestling, but Pete Dunn just does the flying. Arm. I've, I've been talking about week by week whenever we see Kushida do the flying armbar like, out of nowhere. Into like what the yeah. fuck? Like that's crazy. That would be a finish in a real. That's a finish in a real fight. But like pete dunn doing it here just looks awesome um there's then kyle o'reilly gets out of it somehow there's ankle locks from both guys on everything kyle then locks in a sharpshooter on pete dunn and uh i found it odd that moro rinaldo called it the scorpion Deathlock. that
1: broke my heart i found that weird because i've noticed they call it that on AEW, which makes sense because it's like the tnt show and sting was yeah, known whatever. for that but kyle being a Canadian Canadian. and Moro, Brett being in like, no, mainly for his WWE run, and they've rebuilt that bridge and stuff. Yeah, and Moro being Canadian as well. Yeah, seemed an
2: odd thing to call it. Maybe it's because we've just been watching a lot of Bret Hart this past week for our Best of Bret Hart Valentine's Day edition of Best Match Ever. Yes, Patreon.com. Because I've been seeing a lot of sharpshooters this week, and then Kyle busted out. So maybe we got Kyle inspired here. But Kyle doing a sharpshooter, awesome, awesome touch. I'm calling it a fucking sharpshooter because I'm Canadian. Yes, definitely. Uh, But the sharpshooter doesn't finish it. While this move is in, Riddle has fish on his back in like a chokehold. And then Riddle runs and kicks Kyle and then drops fish. Just impressive. One-man wrecking crew. There's Germans. And then, of course, there's breaking fingers. Riddle's back in. There's flying. I I
1: love this uh, finger spot. So uh, O'Reilly has... uh, It's Riddle, isn't it? O'Reilly has Riddle in another submission, and Dunn is trapped in the corner, and Fish is just holding him there, not allowing him to break up the hole. Yeah. And that's when he snaps the fingers. Or should I say, break your fingers! Break your fingers! Yeah. Uh, It's one of the things i found (laughs) becomes a bit contrived when he's doing it every match, but I liked it here, because it made sense. Like, oh, you're in my way, you're blocking me. Snap!
2: (laughs) Break your fingers. Yes. And then he bit the fingers. (laughs) <laughs> That's gross. British
1: fucking hate fingers. Yeah.
2: Why do British people hate fingers? Suck. You don't know where Kyle O'Reilly's fingers have been. <laughs> you don't want to put them in your mouth. That's gross. Um, so there's the breaking the fingers. There's the stomping on the fingers. Um, there's there's Riddle who spears Pete by accident. So you think there's some sort of malfunction at the junction. Mara would say. Um, but there's chasing the dragon on Pete Dunn, but he kicks out, and the whole crowd c- can't believe it there's come on Kyle from Bobby Fish which reminded me of South Park and Riddle's in there's X-Plex in the power bomb. that's where this happens there's the double like knee bomb there's the double knees to Kyle and then they hit the double bro to sleep kick enziguri combo to Bobby Fish and they fry him and Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne the broserweights are the new
1: tag team champions in NXT crazy this match didn't disappoint. I think we all thought it was going to be fantastic. Yeah. They just all gel together so well. Matt Riddle is so good at that hot tag spot oh. in in a yeah. in a tag match where he's just taking out everyone. His moves like the, the running into the the brotons, the the chest kicks, the Exploders, powerbomb. It's such a good moment in the match. Um, yeah, there a lot of innovative tag moves and uh, the submission game from Undisputed era. I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, it was time for Undisputed Era to drop the titles and move on to something else. Every, every takeover, they got to regroup. <laughs> yeah, and I feel in six months' time, when this team finally breaks up, and I, I would assume Dunn turns on Riddle, that's going to be such a hot feud. Yeah, true. Definitely. I would like to see that. Yeah, I
2: really like this match. It was lit. Dare I say, Matt Riddle yes, definitely indeed. thought it was. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. All four guys are just fantastic. Um, the the stoner comedy thing is totally directed to people like me, and it's kind of not landing as well. So they maybe need to take it back a notch. Maybe they just put they put the, turned it up too much. You need to let it kind of air out. Maybe sure. maybe more make it more realistic. But the match delivered for me they got me right back in and i i, I love it you're, matt riddle is a star i need to see him in lesnar one day you, you're gonna see it you gotta see it i hope so that was awesome what a tag match but it's time for the main event mm. of the evening the nxt championship tomasa champa versus adam cole now adam cole beat johnny gargano for the title been on this crazy reign as champion champa never lost the title so he's getting his final, his, his rematch that he was deserved for so long. Again, another, like, prolonged match here that was, like, built for so long. But now we're getting to see it. And it's Champa versus Adam Cole. We got to see the, the contract signing, which was awesome. Sold you on this match completely. Signed in blood. Was fantastic. So I'm super ready for this. This promo video is awesome. Um, they start off with... Uh, Cole keeps trying to run from tra- from Champa, but keeps getting like grappled down. There's a pump kick on the outside. Cole does like the Champa taunt on the apron where he sits and like pat- pats himself on. The- what does he do? He claps. He's, he, like,
1: like he's patting himself on the back. Like, yeah. Bravo! You did well there. We gotta
2: start doing it. We gotta start doing it. Um, <laughs> it's like the Troy and Abed, uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> the, from Community. Someone got that. Um, so there's the there's knee strikes on the outside, and he's pummeling on Cole from Ciampa. Um There's more knee strikes to Cole off the apron. Cole just keeps ducking him and running out of it. There's a running knee to, to Cole on the guardrail, and Ciampa's just fired up. There's running knees everywhere. Everyone gets a running knee. Um, and there's a he hits, like, this running knee into the guardrail, and he's like, because of where he does it, he now is, like, kind of into the crowd, and Champa's just like, after hitting this move, like, just standing there like, ah! And a guy in the front row puts his hand up to like high five Champ and is like yeah, but his hand is up in the air for a high five for like so long, and Champo finally, instead of high fiving him grabs him by the head and kisses him on the
0: head
1: <laughs> while well, we're talking about the crowd we gotta give a shout out to the the two old dudes oh my god our, what was it the fourth row oh my god hard cam fourth row yeah. the two old dudes dancing all <laughs> night bushwhacker <laughs> they are doing the bushwhacker dance they were doing all sorts were of lane raising dance
2: their, <laughs> raising their glasses yeah.
1: uh, they were having a hell of a night <laughs> <laughs> they were turning up
2: which is fucked considering this this was in Portland it has the time difference yeah. it was in the afternoon there when we're all watching it at 8pm Wild. Just wild. So I love Champa kissing this guy's on this guy on the forehead. Oh, yeah. Just awesome. He's like blessing him. Um, then there's uh, they're fighting on the outside. Then They get back into the inside. Uh, oh actually, no, before that happens, this is a fucked up spot. Adam Cole hits a wheelbarrow suplex to Champa on the announce table. Not on the announce table, but like on the edge
1: of the announce table. This looked insane uh, ridiculous Champa took this really well like you can see in the replay he's protecting himself like, yeah but still the like, margin for error is so holy. slim and obviously it, it's building in with the neck story we all know what champa has been through with that neck of his yeah but holy this spot is yeah,
2: crazy they showed great. it they showed it like five times and it's insane like what who was like hey should we do this spot yeah alright <laughs> it just looked insane yeah. holy it instantly got me hooked into this match right away I was like concern genuinely concerned for champa uh there's a backstabber again but like not even to the back but like to the back of the neck because he's just targeting this from adam cole champa then goes for the widow's bell but it's blocked cole goes for panama but there's a knee to the face there's a series of clotheslines there's a huge german he goes for like a torture rack power bomb cole fakes him out with super kicks the then there's the ushiguroshi the bull killer only a two count there's an avalanche like panama city sunrise blocked with an avalanche air raid crash from champa this is how he pinned him in war games looked awesome hitting him with this move
1: well he he took it off the top of the cage yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so he's only time. about three feet in the so air now he time. kicked out yeah they actually
2: say that in commentary they're yeah. like well last time I was on a cage so <laughs> through a table yeah, yeah two tables <laughs> so yeah yeah definitely um then there's like a, a power bomb. On the announce table. And then it doesn't break. So Champa then goes on the other side. Picks Adam Cole up. And power bombs him through the table. This time busting it. Exploding this table. Just looks awesome. He's then back in the ring trying to pin Cole. Flying knees everywhere. There's super kicks from Cole. There's a Project Champa, The power bomb back blower thing. For a two count. Just crazy. They're doing the standoff with the booyahs. The crowd is eating this up. I am super into this. There's uh, a suicide dive from Adam Cole. Which we don't see often. Which is odd because then he gets caught into a knee again.
1: I really like that that he's trying a move that he doesn't normally do, yeah. and it fucks up because it's not part of his arsenal. Sure, um, I thought that was a really clever thing to do in this match. It was wild. Um, so Cole
2: is then thrown back in the ring, but as Champa goes back in, he gets hit with like a rope-assisted like spike pile driver, almost like really crazy, just insane. Then picks up Champa and hits my favorite wrestling move, the suplex lift into the Ushi the sushi Goroshi, and just because he 's attacking the neck right, this mm. is to the neck, just looks deadly, but Champa kicks out the crowd goes insane on this uh, there 's a slap fest they 're going back and forth there 's the last shot to the back of the neck again to Champa, but the, the the veteran here the old the old champion rolls out of the ring he 's smart enough to duck this pinfall, even though he 's kind of knocked out. Cole then goes for the Panama sunrise on the apron. But it's countered into an air raid crash on the apron from Champa. Just insane. The crowd starts chanting, holy shit. Mamma Mia, all that. Just crazy. Just drops him. Just insane. But then if that's not enough, Adam Cole off the announce table hits the Panama sunrise. Just wild. But the widow's bells hit. There's the fairy tale ending, but it's only a two-count. Huge bit there. Cole gets like some sort of crossface. Champa retaliates with one undisputed arrow runs down and roddy distracts the referee there's the high low but champa kicks out of that as well there's the widow's bell to roddy and then champa hits this like running corkscrew to the outside onto like all of them
1: yeah the the pescado over the top Holy. Right? yeah
2: he spins hits all of them taking them all out then there's like he as he gets back in the ring cole super kicks him hits the last shot Champa kicks out at 2.9, just right before it. Holy shit, we all bit. Everyone bit. Champa's still in this. Cole gets the title as Undisputed Era, still trying to distract him, but the referee gets shoved out of the ring. Adam Cole hits a low blow. Champa hits a bigger low blow. He goes for the fairy tale ending, the Angels' Wings again, and the title is, is there, and he's thinking about using the title. And Johnny Gargano shows up.
1: Wearing a DIY shirt.
2: Wearing a DIY shirt, supporting his brethren here. Has the title in his hand, but looks at Champa in the eye. And this rebel heart takes the title out of the hands of Daddy. And takes Goldie and smashes it in the face of his best friend, or former best friend. Adam Cole f- lands on top of Champa. The ref is back in. Counts the three this rebel breaking my heart. Oh boy, this is insane. Adam Cole retains the NXT championship. How could how could Johnny Gargano do this?
1: I oh know. I mean, I, Where should we start with this? I guess oh. the match itself. Um I I really enjoyed this match. I it's interesting watching Champa work as a babyface still. I know he's been back a few months now. Yeah. Um but I feel we that they said he won the title on his 10th singles, singles match. Singles match ever. So we pretty much only really saw him in uh, DIY matches before turning yeah. heel. So it's still quite interesting watching him in these big matches as a babyface. I like when he's he still has the these elements of his heel character. There's a moment where uh, the first time he eats the last shot and he rolls to the ropes and just clings to it. Yeah. Which I'd say is, I mean, it's smart because yeah. you can't X-Pac get pinned. in the Rumble. But it's more... <laughs> Road dog, the road dog. It's sorry, more, yeah. <laughs> but it's more heelish. Um, but it, it's more in a kind of cheeky way. I yeah. like it. Um, I feel towards the end, I was like, I've seen this match. This is Cole versus Gargano with Champa playing Gargano. Sure, um, with all the run-ins and stuff. I think that's getting a little tired for me. And I feel, I feel they have to do it because. We we saw here the crowd was split again. They're still cheering Adam Cole mm-hmm. even though he's the baby. heel in this feud, and the only way they seem to get people to boo Cole is when you have interference, the interference and the shenanigans. But it's getting a bit repetitive. I feel it. It might be time to turn undisputed babyface. Sure, or especially maybe Adam Cole keep the others still being heel but start him to be more of an honourable champion. Like I can do this without you. Which he's yeah, done before. which he's done. Yeah. But he always does it at the beginning, and then they come out anyway. Yeah, yeah. So maybe start having him, when they're running out to interfere, sending him back. Start being a bit more honourable. And if you're going to that Finn Balor program, have Cole as the babyface. Uh, Gargano, again, I feel people are getting a bit stale on him. So the turn... Kind of made sense, but oh, yeah. I feel because we saw him turn not long ago with the Alistair Black thing, it doesn't quite have the same impact it would have had if he was babyface that whole time.
2: Um, uh, yeah, I still think I still think it'll do it justice. Like, I think it'll play out really well. Um, I, it's it's really poetry in motion here. Watching Johnny cost Champa
1: the title. Yeah, it's so funny. Like the story continues. You like Champa put him through fucking hell. Yeah. And what? Just because he hurt his neck, we're meant to forgive that? Yeah, you're back now. You're like, fine. I, I I can understand. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I can understand Johnny's perspective here.
2: It's like Hot Rod. Uh, the whole movie is he's trying to raise money so that his he can pay for his stepdad's surgery, so that the stepdad can be at 100, percent so that he can fight him and kick his ass. Right. That's what Johnny <laughs> was doing. Johnny was waiting for Champa to come back from injury. Yeah, I really liked the match. I think it really delivered. I I kind of was like, uh, like. Cooling off from such all the other matches. And, and then this match kicked into gear and I was super into it. Um, Adam Cole doesn't miss. Champa coming back. This this comeback of his is awesome. And I love the turn. Like I said, poetry in motion with Johnny, like, turning on him here and and changing the course of this. Continuing this story again. You could easily do I, – I, I was saying that I predicted that these two would fight at TakeOver mm. Tampa – but you could also put them in like some sort of four-way here with Finn Balor, Adam Cole, Champa, Gargano. But so
1: I, I'm going to throw to the YouTube room, and then let's talk about that. Where sure. we think the direction of the NXT Championship is going. Uh, Hansy liked the main event, but he got he gets tired of the 80 million finishers. At least have Cole or Champa's character reflect about having to change their finisher <laughs> since it's not effective. Um, he compares it to Moxley, how he does the the classic. DDT and now he does the elevated one to really yeah. finish people. Uh,
2: I'm okay with people kicking out of finishers because usually they then just hit like a few of them and then it does it like it's, it's fine. I don't care. Yeah.
1: Um, I did like Champa's reaction when Cole kicked out the fairy tale ending. He was almost in tears. Yeah. He was in disbelief like, do and like, I do? fuck, I don't know what to do now. Um, apparently on the, uh, triple H, uh, kind of conference call after yeah. NXT, He mentioned that the Rhea versus Charlotte match is a Vince project and not his. Um, That's just something uh, separate there. Bruhavan is not a fan of the Gargano heel turn um, and he thinks that it should have been Babyface versus Babyface at Tampa.
2: Nah, I'm kind of... uh, I'm cool. These guys are going to be in NXT for a while. When you
1: do that... I know DVDs aren't a thing anymore, but when you do that eventual story looking back at their career... You had the babyface versus babyface yeah. in the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. Then you've had the three Gargano babyface against Champer as a heel. heel. So I guess it is time to, to flip it. Yeah, why not? Um, oh, I'm down.
2: I'm totally down
1: for it. I I mean, I know the match is going to be fantastic. Oh, going to steal the show. I'm still a bit hurt by the Gargano.
2: I'm jam. broken by it. I'm, my heart is broken. This rebel heart turned on the black heart. All the hearts. This Valentine's
1: Day. Uh, uh, Hansi also thinks that Cole should be a babyface moving forward, but can see Undisputed Era turning on him and Balor joining that faction. We'll see. I feel I feel there is a story there with Undisputed breaking up, but I can't see them doing it without them ever going main. Surely they're main roster people one day. Yeah, but that faction is.
2: but they're killing it here on this show. Yeah. So don't leave. Please, please don't leave us. Please. Mm-hmm. Uh, So overall, this takeover was a banger. Like, in my opinion, this was awesome. Uh, I think every match delivered,
1: honestly. I I don't think there was a dud. I I agree. And I think in the case of both women's matches, they definitely over-delivered for me. Yeah. Um, And everything else I I thought would be fantastic. What was your match of the night?
2: Yeah. um, I really like the main event. I really like the tag match. But I'm going to have to say Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor is my match of the night.
1: I I'd, I'd go with you there as well. I think that was my favorite match. I I do love the the takeover tag matches though. They always deliver. Yeah, they're, they're so, so good. Yeah, I don't want to Every take you away from all, that. Yeah, right back from the early takeovers when you think of uh, like American Alpha revival. Yep. Um, all those guys that they're, they're always so good. I uh, I do love that, and I think that's something that NXT prides itself on.
2: Um, well, that's what we thought of takeover portland but let's go to our feedback yes and read some thoughts what you thought because every wednesday night when nxt airs on forum.postwrestling.com the post wrestling forum we post up and you can write in on feedback and we'll read
1: it right here i'm gonna start with well first of all i threw a oh, poll yes. uh, to see what you guys thought of uh takeover portland yeah. and uh out of 10 it's got an average rating of 8.15 so very positive Ooh. uh rating for this show
2: so you're saying that we're going to be doing uh, Johnny
1: Gargano versus Finn Balor
2: and chill. I, I guess that's so. That's I what guess people so. are that's the, the kids are going to start doing that, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, this is... this TakeOver does not miss. You say that you come at the prince, you don't miss. Uh, but TakeOvers don't miss. Mm. Honestly, um, there should just never, ever be any doubt in anyone's mind when you watch TakeOver. We go to Eva from London. I will no longer be doing random Shane effects, seeing how Baszler is now on Raw, even though... She is the greatest NXT Women's Champion in history. Mentioning tidbits steals the narrative from NXT's rosters, so I get listeners are now tired of it. You can give them to John Wayne instead. <laughs> uh, they continued. Dakota versus Tegan was lit. In my opinion, stole the show. I understand the match is going with a fuck finish to extend the rivalry, but I don't see what Gonzalez adds to the feud. Balor Gargano Carnage versus Abs beautiful performance, and Balor went over. Three, I actually quite enjoyed Air versus Ripley. Awesome. Riddle and O'Reilly, I want this to be an NXT championship fe- feud. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, and lastly, way too many kickouts in the main event. Took the sense of drama out the match. Well performed it was. By the way, just realized this is the first time Gargano has worn villain-themed Marvel gear. Well, Venom uh, counts. Venom's yeah, a when he was Because he did the Spider-Man, and then the, when he turned heel, he did the Venom. With and the and he did Punisher. Oh, I mean, Punisher is an anti-hero
1: hero type. He's nice. still a bit of a cock, isn't he? <laughs> Just because he's shooting people. Uh, we go to Mystery. Dakota versus Tegan was great and brutal, but adding Reyna, Raquel, to the mix makes no sense and completely deflated the match. Yeah. It would be like adding Kona Reeves to the gargano Champa feud. Belair versus Ripley was fine. It was one third of a good match. The first part was mediocre, middle part good, and the ending fell flat. I felt like Bianca did well, but Rhea was not so great. Maybe it's just me, but a title reign is quickly losing steam. And if she doesn't lose to Charlotte at Mania, she probably will soon after. Who do you see her losing it to, if that's the case? Because she's really called off. Um, EO? Yeah, guess, when owes bring rain. me my EO back, please. Also, I think Bianca might get a good match against Charlotte on NXT TV in the upcoming weeks to give her a rub and in an attempt to pop ratings, but I don't think she'll be added to the Mania match despite people wanting it, especially since it was revealed in the post-show media call that Vince is the one handling the charlotte Rhea feud, not Triple H. Mm. Finally, I knew it all along, Gargano is a cowardly heel.
2: Oh, he's a, you're a rat, Johnny. Uh, Paul from New Jersey, an enjoyable takeover. Knox Kai was fun and kind of hot. Cricket bat and all. Ending was a bit out of nowhere. What's with Portland tables? Found the Bobby Fish song to be lame from the start, and tonight Portland confirmed it. That thing died like a flatulent in a place of worship. <laughs> that being said, Matt Riddle definitely sounded like he partook in the local culture. Yeah, I, I have a feeling I'm right about uh, Portland with their, uh... Their stuff match of the night goes to lee and DiJack. shout out to kathy kelly super underrated wwe social media video game just jumped exponentially when she was hired um i have to imagine she said to herself i am a member of mensa and once a week i hold the microphone and smile
1: i'm worth more than this shit yep pour a little out for kathy bye bye kathy uh harry from houston jesus what an eventful show new gargano turning Back heel was a very real possibility, but honestly, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know where else he would fit in as a babyface after losing to Bala, but it still hurts if I'm being honest. And Hill Gargano versus Babyface Champa is just weird. I'm with you there, Harry. <laughs> after this show, it seems like the Tampa main event is Cole versus Bala. I don't know what else they could possibly come <clears> up with, so perhaps a Bala babyface turn is coming. As for the show itself, I thought it was terrific. The main event was Match of the Night, although almost anything on this card has an argument. Going to need some time to internalize Gargano turning heel again since I vastly prefer him as a babyface, though. I, something I could also see is maybe doing a Keith Lee, Adam Cole. Um, Ooh,
0: title, title versus title. Yeah.
1: Like Naito. Yeah. Right? That's something I could yeah. possibly see happening if you're not going to go with the Balor route, but I don't see where else Bala goes, really, if you do that.
2: Chris from Pennsylvania, I think we have an early frontrunner for show of the year. Six matches, and I thought all either met or exceeded expectations. It's a toss-up b- between Cole Champa and Lee Dijakovic for match of the night. I thought Knox and Kai did a spectacular job in the street fight, especially having to follow the opener. Even Belair Ripley delivered, considering no one thought Bianca had a chance. I imagine we're going to get Balor Cole at Mania, but part of me hopes the Velveteen Dream goes against Undisputed one by one before winning the belt from cold mania weekend yeah that's true there we never thought of that there's time for velveteen dream to move up dream true yeah yeah
1: right that could happen andrew from cape breton tonight felt like everyone wanted to top each other when they wrestled it seems like the nxt locker room might have chips on their shoulder due to aw success and tonight they went all out i particularly like kai versus Knox. one reason could go with a potential issue with the show tonight um and one reason could... I don't understand that. Kai versus Knox <laughs> felt like a fight, whereas a lot of the other matches felt like an exhibition of moves. Okay, I'm with you. It certainly was exciting, but I felt like in many of the matches, one wrestler was going to pull a gun out and shoot their opponent only for a simple near fall. We had a Canadian destroyer on the floor, but that wasn't as powerful as a belt shot. It felt like Knox and Kai had a ladies' agreement to hit each other as hard as humanly possible and ask for forgiveness later, but it felt like a fight. One other critique of the show was Moro. I think he jumped the shark tonight with his whip it good line. Moro is the best announcer nowadays, but today he was like Shawn Michaels during his match with Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam. Yes, he's the best, but it was a little ridiculous tonight. I can't say I didn't have fun watching the show, though. So eight near falls out of Ten. Jackie from Orlando, first time, long time! First time, long time! First time, long
2: time! Great show. As the main event went along, I really felt Ciampa should have won. It just seems like WWE hates over baby faces, and I have no clue who they can have Cole face at Tampa that'll guard near re Nearly the reaction Ciampa winning. Would yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of there. I'm like, ooh, it's tough. Now Gargano is a heel, and your other top baby faces are preoccupied with the tag titles and North American titles, unless Dream faces Cole at
1: Tampa. I mean that that is kind of fresh. I I personally don't really want Riddle. Uh, sorry, I don't want uh, Bala Cole. Sure, I just feel it's a weird dynamic. Yep, uh, Jalen from Pickering. Been watching NXT from before they even had a champion, and I think Adam Cole is my least favorite NXT champion of all time. Whoa. Gargano had a nothing title reign, so we could watch Cole defend the title in increasingly ridiculous matches. He's emblematic of the complaints people have about NXT. Tag title match, banged though. Kyle O'Reilly is the most is the best wrestler in the Undisputed Era.
2: Ooh, a lot of love for Kyle O'Reilly, I'm telling you, he's great. I would I need a push for Kyle O'Reilly. We go to Nas from NYC. Not the rapper. So I was out of the country for three weeks, getting married and all. Hey, congratulations, brother. Hold on. Congratulations. Um, missed all the shows as they were stupendously early morning for me. So thank me, thank you for keeping me updated on NXT and producing so much content. Per- particularly helpful on my 26-hour flight back. Also, your Bond reviews are the best. Oh, thank you. Ooh, yes. Love for our James Bond Daniel Craig series yeah. leading up to No Time to Die.
1: Have and you heard the new theme? with Billy Eilish yeah, yeah I really like it's, it it's like slow and it's, sexy it, and it makes me worried for James Bond he's gonna I th- die I think shit's gonna happen he's gonna and get the, shot
2: yeah wow yeah if you want the store Bond reviews uh, we're doing them on our Patreon as well uh, as for the show thank you thank you for the nice thank comments and I hope your wedding was awesome a 26 hour flight sounds fucking terrible, terrible. <laughs> I did a 15 hour once and I wanted to just die like at the <laughs> 11th hour mark Jeez. he says as for the show tonight is there a better pro wrestling show this year god bless it because it was fucking amazing gargano is a piece of shit the bros are to are the best thing in wrestling keith lee and dominic dijakovic are out of this world we go to
1: oh someone who attended the show oh alexander from portland hey. hello alex live at the show Holy hell, what a show! I wanted to cheer the entire night, but that Lee Dijakovic match killed my throat! Nice. Crowd was so hot for everyone, easily the best crowd Portland has had. Tag match was interrupted by a really boisterous fan in our section that eventually got kicked out, Whoa. but we easily got back into the match. Nice. Glad the Bros Awaits won, but I hate that they're trying to get that fish fry chant over. If Champa had to lose tonight, I'm glad it was due to something so shocking as a Gargano turn. Or does that not count as a turn? If I had one disappointment, it was the Rhea and Bianca match. I was hoping for a classic to really help put Bianca on the map, but we really didn't quite get that. Hopefully next time NXT is here, we get Velveteen Dream. I can't imagine how fun an entrance he would have if it were here tonight. Also, I love the timeless, timeliness of the show. No part of it dragged. It felt like I got out early. 8 out of 10. Question. With the NXT Women's Championship being defended at WrestleMania, what do you think will be the marquee match for the women at Tampa?
2: Uh, you could do Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, maybe again. You could do the NXT UK title come over, depending on who's the champion for crossover matches.
1: Or do uh, have Kyrie and Asuka defend the titles. Perfect. Yeah, I'm down with any, cool. vario- any of those variations, honestly. Like Knox and Candice against Kabuki Warriors or something uh, like that? Where's Io? Yeah. Uh,
2: Roger D. Alman how does nxt keep doing it they're having amazing takeover after amazing takeover excuse me and every time you think they won't top one they end up outdoing themselves yet again dakota kai is one of my favorite characters in wrestling and it looks like she may now have that diesel to her sean in raquel i love dakota she just like i love evil shirai yes emo shirai i just like to see like evil women it's the same in all my relationships what the hell is wrong with me
1: (laughs) we've all been there roger
2: yeah do you have any comment about that I, I was waiting for you to like not today, some, no. like make take a take a take the piss out of me as if you would say that that was open. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I scouted it. I scouted your your <laughs> your thing with talking about me and evil women. I know you wanted. I knew you were thinking it. Going in, I thought for sure Gargano would beat Balor, Champa would beat Cole, and we'd finally get that WrestleMania takeover blow-off to the DIY for the title. Instead, Gargano loses, fueling his rage, and he takes out both of his best friend and greatest enemy, Champa. We still get that match, but it's more personal without the title. Question, could you guys see Gargano and Champa main event take over Ciampa while Cole defends the title, possibly against Balor? Yeah, they main evented before. So Non-tidal. he's
1: saying the NXT championship being defended at WrestleMania uh, oh, with Batman no, I don't want that. I can't see you having two, two matches. I, I feel the, whatever the men's match is at WrestleMania yeah. will kind of be sort of treated as a toilet break for a lot of people, which it shouldn't be, but I, I worry that NXT, would happen. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think, I think Charlotte versus Rhea could be pretty hot for Mania. Yeah, And finally, we go to Ben from Vancouver, who drove down for the show. Hey. Incredible from top to bottom. Ta- tag match was the highlight for me. Riddle was so over, but the Lee Dijakovic match was also great. Bala Gargano was interesting, and you have to wonder if the reaction Johnny got led to the heel turn tonight, which felt really out of nowhere. The crowd was 65-35 for Finn, though. Charlotte was a nice surprise pop, and there was a massive you-don't-go-here chant. The street fight was the only thing that didn't really get over, as it was a bit sloppy and no one knew who the run-in was. The Bobby Fish sing-along was also pretty forced. Felt like not many people knew what it was. Yeah. In general, it felt like a lot of people are ne- aren't necessarily watching all the TV, and you didn't have to with the TV with the video packages. Biggest pops were Riddle, Baller, and Lee. Biggest Heat, Charlotte fish and o'reilly sam roberts he got booed anytime he spoke as he should yeah, yeah. boo yeah listen to this podcast instead
2: <laughs> so uh that's what you all thought about nxt takeover portland yeah uh top to bottom this show is a lot of fun nxt doesn't miss papa triple h papa trips what do you want to call him what do people call him papa h i don't know papa paul yeah uncle, uncle paul. paul uncle yeah. paul yeah that's what we call him he does a good job at this wrestling thing uh, in, in my opinion. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we watch NXT every Wednesday. And you can hear us every Wednesday when we do Up Next, where we watch NXT and review it. Again, live on our YouTube every uh, Wednesday night after NXT airs. Uh, YouTube.com slash Up Next. Follow our Twitter at Up Next Podcast to follow along with the show. And uh, follow our Patreon. Uh, if you like us and want to hear more of us, we do so many more shows out on our Patreon um, I mentioned we did a Valentine's date together. Mm. Because it was Valentine's, uh, full of hearts, we watched the best of Bret Hart. We watched all the best Bret Hart matches and debated which one is the best in a show we called Best Match Ever. Sorry,
1: Best Best
2: Match match Ever. ever. There we go. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, ever. Ever yes yeah uh so that was a lot of fun so if you want to ta- hear us talk about bret hart matches and which one is the best someone right now is yelling i know what the best one well we talked mm. about it if you guys listen to that show uh we did the best match ever of ring of honor matches which was crazy there was Kabashi and joe and all sorts of people in that as well that's on there we mentioned the bond reviews that we did on our patreon as well we're, we're doing all the daniel craig ones
1: and if you want an idea of other things you do uh we do like for free yeah. um because we don't just talk about wrestling on the podcast we yeah. are doing a free movie review next week where we're covering covering return of the jedi yes. we have been working our way through all the star wars films in chronological order and we're at the finale of the original trilogy next week, so give that a listen. If you feel it's something you like, maybe give the, the Patreon a go.
2: And we did a show that just came out earlier today. Um, we decided that whatever wins the Academy Awards for best film of the year, we would do a review on. Well, we just did our review of Parasite, the, the Korean foreign film that swept the Oscars, mm. so uh, we are both really big fans of this movie. So we did a bunch of Oscar movie chats about all the popular movies that came out this year because we watched a bunch of them. So if you're interested in movie chats, go listen to The Parasite because that was honestly a really fun show because we like dissected... We've both seen the movie a few times now. Yeah. We dissected the movie and uh, fantastic film, if you haven't oh, seen it. It's, One it's, of my favorites. It's
1: super good. Just yeah.
2: crazy. I highly recommend uh, getting over the, the hump of subtitles and just watch it. It's yeah. so good. Uh, so we have so many shows and then the weekly Wednesday Night Wars on Thursdays, we do the AEW Dynamite reviews as well all the podcasts all the time we're just working away and we thank all our patrons and the people who just listen to this feed as well thank you for listening thank you for supporting the love is appreciated yeah
1: and uh, as we mentioned we are on uh, youtube live every wednesday we've also just started trying out the hot mic app you can download it for free follow us it's simply up next just yep. search for up next on hot mic and you can join in the conversation there as well we're going to start be doing like live watch alongs of of some shows so possibly uh, some of the Saudi the Mania. main the main pay-per-views on and the AW show that's coming up soon so you can join us there on hot mic so give it a go
2: yes uh give it a go and uh, again follow us uh rate us uh subscribe all that fun stuff wherever you get your podcasts give us a, a good comment or a rating it helps us just the little things and uh, you can follow myself brayden harrington on twitter and instagram i am at the bray d and i am at davy portman and we will be back uh next wednesday yes with up next to see the the, the, the reaction, fallout, the fallout from- what we
1: used to call the hangover
2: yeah it's true Uh, It is true. So uh, thank you for listening. Take care. Goodbye. And um, rebel. Why, Johnny? Yeah, why, why, Johnny? You rebel heartbreaker. This rebel heart. This This rebel rebel heart. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe.
1: Ahoy!